Global supply chain and logistics industry leaders gather, connect, and exchange ideas at IHS Market's annual TPM conference, organized by the JOC. In our new podcast series, Beyond TPM, we keep the conversation going, taking a deep dive into the important topics and insights uncovered this year at TPM 21. I'm Alessandra Barrett, the JOC's Senior Editor for Special Projects. Today I'll be joined by Fabio Santucci, President and CEO of MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company. Thanks for speaking with me today, Fabio. Hello, Alessandra. Thank you for, uh, you know, for having me. I'm very pleased to be here and have an opportunity to address uh, some of the issues uh, and challenges that our industry is facing. It practically goes without saying that the landscape of both our industry and our everyday lives changed radically this year. From your perspective, what was the greatest pandemic impact for the shipping sector as a whole? And maybe more, more specifically, for the role that carriers play? Uh, thank you for the question. Um, well, let me begin by saying that you know what we have witnessed uh, since uh, since the pandemic struck uh, since last uh, last March um, is uh, is being unprecedented. What we have seen has uh, um, has affected you know all the major uh, stakeholders, the entire supply chain, and has put extreme pressure on uh, on vessel and container supply and uh, generated sort of a slowdown in uh, the entire container transport system. Of course, in Q2 of uh, 2020, we saw the, you know, the GDP, the economic activity plummet. We saw volume was, uh, you know, was down about 20 to 30% on, on some uh, key lanes. And, uh, and there was a lot of uncertainty at the time about you know, what was coming in terms of uh, recovery and pickup. And so right around the week 30, of uh, last year, and, and that is the second half of July, uh, we saw a strong pickup in demand. We, we saw that capacity was being utilized at very, very high levels. And on certain weeks, uh, especially on the import side, we saw spikes of 50 to 100 percent, even beyond 100 percent on some weeks uh, of cargo volume entering the United States, especially on the West Coast uh, and in the LA Long Beach uh, uh, complex. Of course, it has put a massive strain on uh, the entire system. And uh, this is a system that is designed to handle the occasional surge of cargo, maybe, you know, some peaks and valleys uh, to some extent, but not a sustained surge, uh, you know, over more than 30 weeks. This has been causing a lot of operational issues, has been causing a lot of imbalance because the imports really, they grew above and beyond what anyone was expecting or forecasting. And, uh, and, and, and it created uh, you know, some, some challenges uh, because we ended up uh, moving in the second half of 2020, the vast majority of cargo for the entire year. No one saw this coming. We we were talking to, to to shippers and customers and you know warehouses and distribution centers, you know, in March and April, and no one at that time was envisioning, um, you know, what was about to come, you know, beyond uh, beyond July. Cargo has been moving, 
and continues to move without reaching a grounding halt anywhere in the supply chain. So the ports, the railroads, the trucking community, you know, warehouses, everyone has been handling and moving cargo, probably not as quickly as everyone would like, but it's been, it's been moving nonetheless. And so this has put a, a lot of uh, uh, pressure on personnel, on the seafarers, especially on the dock workers that, that work the vessels and, and everyone else in the supply chain. So I think the response has been very remarkable and, uh, you know, challenges are there, but things have been moving and working. And I think, you know, that, that in itself is a success that maybe we don't highlight enough. It is. It's true. It's important to remember the things that have been working. Now, with operational capabilities tested in some key nerve centers worldwide, can you talk about the measures carriers put in place to respond to the disruptions? Well, based on what I have seen, I can tell you that uh, carriers, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, some tools at their disposal and they have all been implemented and utilized, uh, you know, to the to the highest extent uh, possible. First and foremost, uh, I am referring to the to a dynamic management uh, for of the fleet, you know, so to ensure that capacity could always meet the demand. And this has been applied during, uh, you know, the second quarter, Q2, when we saw um, as a slowdown in demand and we saw some key trade lanes being down, you know, 10, 15, 30 percent um, during that period of time. And even more so, that has been done, you know, in summer and in Q3 and Q4, where, you know, all available vessels, all available ships have been used, you know, to either they've been used as sweepers to clear up, you know, empty containers, or they've been injected in the regular rotations of the services. Because when there is a slowdown on the land side and you have ships waiting to berth and, you know, to secure labor and commence operations, you have to inject more vessels to guarantee that you have a weekly call in every port so that you have the weekly service. So to preserve a schedule reliability, we needed to inject vessels and we've been using all the ones available in our fleet and more. And as you know, the charter market is, is very heated. It's very difficult today to find the vessel and they're very expensive. So this added a lot of costs, but nonetheless, ships were deployed. At the same time, the same strategy has been utilized uh, on the land side with the with equipment. I can tell you that all the available containers and more have been, uh, you know, repaired, put into put into service, uh, moved around in the most uh, efficient way possible. And we know that some IEPs have done the same with chassis, you know, their chassis fleet. If we look at the at the number of units uh, in the different uh, pools across the country, we can see that, that those numbers were the highest ever in 2020. But at the same time, when you have overutilization of these assets, you inevitably create a shortage again. So it's not that we didn't have enough containers or that there were not enough chassis available. It's just that the increase the street dwell and the, the utilization um, has been, you know, above and beyond the normal average. And so this caused uh, inevitably some supply issues. 
Another key measure that many carriers, especially at MSC, I know we have done this, you know, was to diversify the portfolio of available ports. So in other words, to alleviate some pressure from the busy points of LA Long Beach or New York, you know, we've been rerouting some cargo, especially the, the discretionary IPI cargo, destined for the Midwest, uh, for Chicago, Detroit, you know, through other gateways. And so we have added terminals to our offerings. You know, we have done that in, in LA Long Beach. We have done so in New York, but also we have been diverting more cargo to Oakland. We have been maximizing our available capacity in the, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and at the same time, we kept all other ports busy. So we saw increases in uh, all the remaining ports of the East Coast, uh, in the Gulf, uh, and, and we have diversified also inland with the railroads. So I, I think this, is, this has been done by us, but it's been done pretty much by all carriers at the same time. So the key was to find the creative alternatives to and, and do some problem solving along with our customers and our clients. So we processed a lot of uh, change of destinations. Uh, we were proposing any available solution uh, yeah, you know, that, that, that was on, on the table. I think uh, offering options uh, was the key and uh, that has taken most of our time and most of our efforts uh, since last year. So what do you think is needed to keep this forward momentum going? Better operational efficiencies is key. This is something that we can definitely uh, do uh, and that we are doing. And to that extent, I believe uh, that the vessel sharing agreements uh, are also an, an, an integral part of uh, this strategy. They have uh, provided carriers with the ability to quickly adapt capacity, to respond quickly to the market needs. And I believe personally that the ultimate offering to clients has improved, uh, you know, uh, through this uh, this uh, this, uh, this system. At the same time, this has a large focus for us on the ocean front and for the terminals, um, of course. But we have seen that the biggest issues, you know, impacting supply chain in the United States uh, over, especially the last quarter of 2020, occurred outside the ports outside the terminals. So we have seen the street dwell on, on, on equipment drastically increase once the container leaves the port facility. And, uh, and this, is, this has caused, uh, you know, some sort of uh, what many people call the shortage, but in reality, it's an overutilization of equipment. And this applies to chassis as well. I, I believe that the number of chassis available you know, in the different pools, in the different locations, is probably the highest we've ever seen. But the utilization is so high and the street dwell is so high that inevitably creates the perception, the reality actually, of a shortage in itself. So um, constant um, and effective uh, communication and, and cooperation with, uh, with partners, with vendors and with clients, uh, I believe remains key. Um, you know, understanding one another, setting, you know, planning together, um, setting the right expectations, uh, I believe it goes a long way. And this is, you know, one of the main things that we have to continue doing throughout 2021 as well. So taking this all into consideration, what do you see on the horizon for 2021? Are you optimistic about the return of a more predictable market environment? 
it is very difficult at this stage to predict uh, when things uh, will go back to normal because this is uh, inevitably tied to uh, you know getting covid uh, under control and uh, and i know that there are many different opinions out there um, you know on how and and when this can be achieved uh, you know um, including in the united states but at the, at the same time um, i believe that all the issues we've been experiencing in supply chain are temporary issues. So this is not a new normal. This is not how things will work forever uh, in perpetuity. I, I believe that we will regain uh, you know, a more stable environment where we can sort of predict and, and handle you know, the occasional spikes, uh, but, but not the incredible surge, the sustained surge that we have been dealing with um, over uh, you know, uh, the last few months. At the same time, in the very short term, I, you know, don't see the usual slowdown of cargo that occurs around, uh, you know, and after Chinese New Year. So we do see that things will will continue to be busy. The cargo volume will continue to flow. We do have, uh, you know, sort of a, of a of a pipeline, uh, you know, of cargo and some projections that are are very strong. So this is what we see in 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 the short term. But in, in the long term, I, I guess at some point later in the year, we will be able to manage um, you know, things uh, based on the, the standard model or the, the normal averages uh, that we see with the, the cargo seasonalities for imports and exports uh, probably being respected and, and maintained. But all in all, I, I am very optimistic uh, um, because you know, tremendous work has been done to keep the supply chain going and flowing. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the effort that's been put in, just it can't be denied. So here's hoping for better days ahead for everyone. It's been great chatting with you today, hearing your perspective on how the last year was handled and what we have ahead. Thanks, Fabio. Thank you very much, Alessandro. Thank you for having me and be safe. Take good care. I've been speaking with Fabio Santucci, President and CEO of MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company. This episode was recorded in late February 2021. Beyond TPM is a production of the JOC, part of the Maritime and Trade Division of IHS Market. For more news, analysis, and business intelligence for all things shipping and logistics, visit JOC.com and follow us on social media.